<laughs> well, I, th- I think that was quite a quite a nice AGM, really, considering where Norwich are in the league at the moment. I think um, probably reflected in, in questions about where Norwich are and, and what the mood music is around the place at the moment. It's a funny thing, isn't it? Over three years when I've been the chairman of this football club, our, you know, our income has gone from um, over 75 million a year now down to 28. We've had to make huge cost savings. You know, it's, hu- it's so hard. We're under great pressure. And that was the most united, buoyant, upbeat AGM that, that I've seen in my time on, on the board. I think the, uh, my fellow directors say for very many years, and it's because we're top of the league and scoring goals, but also because we're playing great football. And you know, people can see that all the things we've been saying about um, the sporting director's role in recruitment, the academy bringing on the next generation of um, players, the, the importance of us all working really hard together, I think it's bearing fruit. And, uh, and it's bearing fruit on the pitch, but also in the mood in this, um, in this room. So, you know, we're not naive. The financial situation is tough. We're going to be in deficit at the end of the year. And uh, if we lose some games, we'll be back to tough questions. Yeah. But right now, you know, we're enjoying it. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think there was, a, there was an undertone, I think, in, in, in the AGM tonight that despite the positivity, there is that sort of serious financial aspect of the club underneath it and um, I think it was probably quite quite good for supporters to get a breakdown of things a, a bit more tonight and um, yeah I think that maybe maybe a bit sobering for supporters as well amongst the positivity do you think? The thing is you can be you can be rolling in money and uh, languishing look at what's been happening to Man United this season look what um, the teams who spend spend big and don't deliver Stoke having a very hard season and uh, but you also can be under big financial pressure and have a real mood of of optimism and the naive thing to say would be that we've solved it or it's easy because um, you know the financial position of this football club is tough the board's responsibilities are very serious when we look at our financial projections you know we've got tough decisions to be taken over the next uh, year but um, you know we sold one of our best players James Madison um, I think everybody cheers him on now in the Premier League and playing for England. We've brought in a huge profit on that deal and we've invested some of that money and we're playing even better football this season than last season. And that, in a sense, is the, um, that is the thing which is about bucking the trend and proving it's not just about the money. We're showing that if you spend wisely and you support the academy in tougher financial circumstances, you can play better football and deliver better results and you know long may that continue and and for the board who obviously instigated what was a, a really big change 18 months ago um it must be really nice to, to see the fruits of your labor sort of pay off now yeah it is i think though back in august and september it was hard you know we had a tough start there was a lot of um, um discontent in the local press among some fan groups about what was going on and uh who'd have thought that we would have three of our um, academy prospects who you know, were not expected to get in the first team in the first week, now pushing out of the team, you know, more experienced, older, more expensive players because they're playing so well. And um, this team moves the ball up the field so fast. And I think Daniel always had a vision. He was very clear with us from the beginning about what he wanted to do. And, but how hard it would be, and it was a long-term change plan, and it meant that um, 
that some players had to really learn again that style of football. Some players weren't going to manage the transition, including some of our you know, expensive players, but the other, um, including academy guys, would come through and totally deliver. And I think the reason why there's a sort of sense of purpose and unity and optimism in the board and in the room is because you can, you can see in a very tangible way that it's working. It's not been about um, fluky results. You know, I was at Forest and I thought we were going to win, even though we're down at half-time. Um, and I was at Sheffield Wednesday and the same. And we go into extra time against Millwall, down 3-2, I always thought we'd get a point. And when we scored the Jordan Rhodes third goal, the whole crowd thought we could win. Now, that, that, is, that is not simply about luck or fluke or have a go. It's about, it's about quality and dedication and um, application. And that's what Daniel and Stuart have brought. And so I think you're seeing a long-term change here. So, yeah, just, just last one for me. I, I guess the, the message is, is really both on and off the pitch to... It's, it's positive at the moment, but to, to keep it all a bit under caution. Look, of course you've got to keep it under, um, you know, under caution, to keep it in perspective. We're only in, we're only in November. We've got a long way to go. And it was a tough start. And there's teams with more expensive squads in the championship who, who still fancy their chances. And, um, you know, some bad results and we're under pressure again. But I do think there is a, you know, a sense of team within the first team squad, within the staff here at Carrow Road at Coney, actually amongst the supporters as well, which is, which is very, very uh, positive. And, you know, you're 3-2 down, you want your fans to sing. And they sang us to victory against Millwall. And I think that's, that's a very, very special thing. So we want to hold on to it. We're not naive and we're not complacent. But we want to hang on to it. Okay. Cheers, Ed. Um, so... Um we obviously have heard a lot of positivity tonight about the way that the club sure. interacts in its community, the way that it operates in terms of its keeping its financial stability, the, right. way, the way that it wants to bring through young talent. Although, by the way, a financial slideshow, which is very, very tough. I'm not sure there's many championship clubs would put out there, you know, those what's happened on our income, what's happening on our costs, you know, the fact that we're going back into deficit again. I mean, we laid it all out there because sure. we don't want fans to think this is easy yeah, or sure. that we've solved the problem. Sure. So I wrote an article for a long time a few months ago yep. where I was trying to trying to describe the positivity that I was creeping into the side this season. Yep. And I sort of I wrote a line which was this is not, it's not about what the club could be it's actually what the club should be. So the club could be mid table Premier League shrug shoulders okay yep. whatever. What the club should be it should be in its community engaging with its fans bringing through young talent yep. all that sort of stuff. And the club seems to be doing that. Yep. Why do you think that doesn't happen more often in wider football? Why acknowledge the actual exception to the rule in doing that? Because from my perspective, as this is what I want my football club to be. But well, I it think doesn't seem to be the what it's interesting. other clubs are doing. Because since, since the change 18 months ago, in Stuart Webber and Steve Stone, as the partnership um, sporting director and managing director, both of them were not Norwich fans. Mm. But they thought that engaging with the fan base, answering the questions, doing the meetings, coming to the AGM was, was very important. Um, but actually, we have a board and owners who are, yeah, sure. who are fans. Sure. And they don't, you, know, you go to football clubs sometimes, and I've been to now very many boardrooms where, you know, 
the it's a business. Mm-hmm. It's a you know it's a punt on the Premier League. It's um, it's not something which cares about history, talks about values. You know they 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 let the playing values kind of be at the training ground, but in the boardroom you don't get any sense of that. And that is very very different here. I think um, when Delia talked about her and Michael being guardians of the mm-hmm. club and its yeah. values, I think that's that's how they think about it. Yeah, sure. And that's something which from the top they want to see. Sure. And you know people like me, Tom, Steph, and Michael. You know, we uh, we want as fans to feel proud of this football club. Mm-hmm. We don't see it as um, as a a route to um, a money spinning Premier League or as a platform for advertising our company's products back to our home market. Sure. And when you sometimes that kind of that kind of attitude can breed a cynicism and a you know a, a lack of concern, sometimes even a contempt mm-hmm. for fans in other clubs. I just don't think you ever get that here. Sure, sure. Um, so the other question I'd like to ask um, <laughs> that John actually uh, asked me to ask you is, are there any misconceptions that you feel fans have about what playing a football club is like that you'd like to kind of put to, put to bed at all? I think... Um, I think one of the hardest things um, for fans to, to see, and even when we try and present it, it's... Um, um, it gets very complicated very quickly. Is that when you is that when you sign a player, you pay for them over years. Mm-hmm. The the fees you pay for them and the wages. Sure. So we are still as a football club paying for transfer fees and wages of um, players we signed in the Premier League. And when you sell a player, the money comes in over a really long period of time. And so people can think to themselves, well, you know. If you sell a player for 20 million, well, that is 20 million to spend now. And the problem is that, um, aside from the fact that there'll be a sell-on to um, Leicester in James Madison's case or whatever, you know, we are still paying, when our income is much lower, transfer fees and wages from, for expensive purchases three years ago, and the money for, for example, James Madison will come in next year, the year after, and the year after that. So managing your way financially through this business at a time when your income falls is, is so, it's so hard. And people think, I think sometimes, well, if the money's come in, why don't you spend it? Sure. But I mean, you know, money's come in, we are in deficit. Yep. You know, that, you know we, we, we've got an overdraft, that's the truth. And um, so it's hard to explain that because it's complicated. And um, things, you know, success um, takes a long time to build. And when you make mistakes, you pay for them for a very long time. Sure. Um, during the AGM, Stuart put to bed all the rumours regarding Southampton yeah. and leaving off and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but if Stuart were to leave the club, and he has said that yeah, you know, he's an sure. ambitious man, yeah. he would like to go maybe abroad or, or for, a, for a much larger quill, yeah. because I don't like describing Norwich as a small club, but a sure. larger club. Um, is there a succession plan in place for, for such an event? So we, we talk about... Um, every board meeting, every risk that we face, and we have a plan for every risk, um, and we would be um, we would be unprofessional if we didn't do so. Um, we want Daniel and Stuart to stay because this partnership is, is bearing fruit and not only delivering on the football club for this, for, 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 for this city, but also it's making both of their reputations. And um, But, you know, what we're doing here is bigger than any 
person. Of course it is. And, and Stuart's always been clear about that. He's, he, he wants there to be a, a system and a culture. And um, when you build a football club around one person, which I kind of think was the old thing to do. Yeah. You know, Man United built around Alex Ferguson. Turns out there's no plan. And we've, we've, we've learned not to make those mistakes. Sure. And Stuart teaches us not to make these mistakes. Sure. That's all I've got. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Lovely to talk to you. I really appreciate it. Brilliant. We do really Lovely appreciate it. Thank you.